to the wine villages like Grinsing, or a local train to a locale in the shadow of the great abbey at Kloster Neuburg. But through the subsequent decades, my old haunts began to vanish, although more slowly than in other European cities. The building of the underground, U-Bahn, in the 1980s, Vienna's most spectacular construction project since the demolition of the ancient walls and the building of the Ringstrasse a century before, was the end of the old pre-1914 world. Or so it seemed. In fact, it promoted a rediscovery. The ancient walls and bastions, supposedly demolished, are still present, at least in their trace and foundations, just below the surface of the new 19th and 20th century city. A few months before I finished this book, I told a friend of seeing some excavation work close to the National Theatre, Burgtheater. The builders were digging the foundations for a new office block, and had exposed what looked like some old vaults. The color of the walls and rubble was odd, rather pale, and I was not sure whether it was brick or stone. He believed he knew what I had seen—the walls of Vienna. When the builders of the Ringstrasse removed the fortifications, stone by stone, from the 1850s onwards, they were only taken down to just below ground level providing a solid foundation for the new buildings of the great project. So the walls of Vienna are still there, or at least the vestiges of them, just as the more recent marks of the Russian assault on the city were still there in 1963, if you knew where to look. Knowing where the events took place was important. Walking the ground was a good idea, but often the landscape had altered irrecoverably. Nevertheless, as the story took shape, and grew inexorably, there were more trips to battlefields and to other places we would now call sites of memory. In fact, more often than not, they were sites of oblivion. No one there knew or could even suggest where some long-forgotten battle had taken place. Sometimes I had more luck. Above the site of the Battle of St. Gotthard, on the modern frontier between Austria and Hungary, near the village of Mogersdorf, there is a low hill overlooking the battlefield. On it a local enthusiast and the community have created a little memorial museum. That battle was the most historic thing that ever happened in Mogersdorf, and the people there have made, in effect, a war memorial. But that memorial records only an instant in a long and complex history, out of context. It is just one disconnected element in a long story. This, then, is not a straightforward history. With something so evanescent and imponderable as fear, my main topic, I had no idea what would be relevant or useful. Late on in my quest, one of the finest historians of Ottoman Hungary, Paul Fodor, gave me a clue why this should be. One day, walking out of the Academy of Sciences in Budapest, he told me that we know a great deal about many terrible incidents that had taken place in Ottoman Hungary. We might know where an outrage had occurred, we might even know who had suffered or what had happened to them, but none of these horror stories created a universal, a stereotype that could be generalized for every similar occasion. Each such event was sui generis, unique, unless we could realistically suggest otherwise. History is messy, and usually manages to surprise us. By chance, I had stumbled into a huge and only partially cultivated field. 
A huge amount of fine work had been done on the 15th and 16th centuries, very much less on the 17th, and almost nothing on the 18th. For this reason I have concentrated on this later period, with the seizure of Vienna in 1683 as its centerpiece, until the final period of conflict between the two imperial powers. To keep the book manageable, I have had to exclude other participants in the struggle with the Ottomans, discarding the material on the role of Venice and the campaigns in the Peloponnese, the islands, and the Mediterranean. Then a huge tranche on the Crimea and Russia's eventual expansion eastward into the Khanates of Central Asia went the same way. I had to set aside regretfully my long excursus about China. On the later Ottoman Habsburg military struggle, the most recent sources were still those written in the 19th century. Plainly, the last phase of the Holy War had fallen off the historical map after occupying a central position for so long.